Welcome to the Fashionista Life, where we talk about fashion, interior design, parenting, and everything that encompasses the lifestyle of a fashionista. You can't help but smile with our host, Jennifer Johnson, a true fashionista and lifestyle expert, coming to you live from Naples, Florida. Welcome to the Fashionista Life Podcast. I'm your host, Jennifer Johnson. If you found yourself here, it may mean that you're looking for courage, clarity, or maybe confidence in some part of your life. Or maybe you just want to be entertained, and that is great as well. Let's get started, my friends. Today, we welcome into the studio Sue Ryan, a dear, dear friend of mine. She is an amazing lady. For the past 35 years, she has been helping individuals from entrepreneurs to Fortune 100 C-suite leaders and serving more than 700 organizations of all sizes and multitudes of industry, successfully navigate the transitions in their businesses through their roles in in enterprise application software sales. Well, that's a lot to say, but oh my gosh. (laughs) That was a full sentence. (laughs) It was. And in parallel with her professional career, she's also been navigating roles of non-professional caregiving support for family and loved ones. And that is what I am so excited to talk to you about today. So welcome in. Welcome, Jennifer. I'm glad to be here. It is so wonderful to have you today. We're talking about the caregiver's journey, and we're going to get into that a little bit. But, but how do you how do you define a non professional caregiver versus someone who is professional? It's interesting. I looked that up on the internet uh, and through a lot of resources recently, and there are about 27 different names that they call people. The easiest way to start off by saying it is it's people who the caregiving journey has come to them. Okay. It's usually family or friends. They didn't go to school to become a professional caregiver. Some of them are paid, but for the most part, they're not paid. So they're people who are caring for family and loved ones who most likely did not practice this as part of their professional journey. But it came to them, like you said. It came to them, yep. And you created the caregiver's journey. I did. So I want to talk about how how did you come up with this program? Why did you come up with this program? What led you to that journey? I am a passionate communicator and educator. And the caregiving journey has come to me throughout my life since I was in my 20s. And it's come to me over and over and over again. And there's a sign when something comes mm-hmm. to you over and over and over again. And being passionate about also helping other people I decided that it was time for me to share the lessons, tips, strategies, and stories I'd learned. In 2019, I wrote a book about the caregiving journey, but just the kind of one area of it about being in the moment of day in and day out with the journey. Mm -hmm. And yet when I would speak to people, they would be asking me about different parts of the journey. And one day the light bulb went off and I said, oh, I'm going to do a program on the entire caregiving journey and I'm going to call it The Caregiver's Mm -hmm. Journey. And that's really where it came from is helping people understand how to navigate their caregiving journey from when they see it on the horizon Mm -hmm. or all of a sudden there's a diagnosis, all the different phases of it and the steps in it to moving forward after their journey has ended. So we're talking anything from, you know, I have aging parents or, and I see on the horizon that this is going to be something that I'm going to be, that's going to be brought to me. Yes. Or... It could be a sick child or a sick spouse or anything like that. That is a caregiver. A caregiver is caring for anyone. It's it's not a single diagnosis. It's not a single age group. It's not a single individual. 
there are people who are caregivers for two or three or four people. God bless them. And it's not a single length of the journey. It's not, there's no, there's just nothing standard about it. Mm -hmm. And yet everybody going through it needs to figure out how to navigate it. Mm -hmm. And you said something very interesting about uh, that it, you have to listen when you start seeing something, a common theme kind of coming back to you and back to you. And, and that's kind of what happened with you. There's a quote around that. And I, I'm not going to get it exactly right, but God sends us whispers. Yes. And and we need to listen to those whispers. What What are your thoughts around that? One of the things that I've observed over the years is that we get a nudge. Different mm-hmm. people will call that either their inner voice speaking to them or they just get a sense, something that is kind of alerting them that something's should be looked at more or something's mm-hmm. not quite right. Some people want to avoid it. Some people run from it. And some people say, I need to explore this. And all three of those are very practical and very realistic because we're wired differently. And mm-hmm. we can talk about that later. But when we sense something's not quite right, something's not quite right. Intuition, it's right? It's the intuition and it's whatever you call it. Some people call it the voice of God. It's whatever you're calling it, and yet what it is is inviting you into the consideration mm-hmm. of something. And so because we're especially closer to people who we know, like, and love, we want to start listening to that nudge, that inner voice, the intuition, whatever you call it, and looking for things and continue to look for things that don't seem quite right. Because, And I actually used to journal them. Mm-hmm. And I would write them down because you, you want to identify either there's a pattern in it, mm-hmm. it was something that just happened and then went away, but maybe it could come back, mm-hmm. or you really don't know and you want to start exploring what it is so that you can learn about it. And if other things start coming up, you can continue to explore more. A lot of times when something comes up, we have no idea what it is because, mm-hmm. again, we're not professional and we didn't go to right. school for this. But our But our inner voice is guiding us that there's something to check into. It's kind of being aware and then being open enough to go, I could learn from this potentially. And and that out of that comes great growth. Comes great growth. I actually, in my life, I believe that every single thing in my life happens for me. Mm-hmm. It's it's either a has a purpose for me or part of my purpose. That's just the way I'm wired. Other people are wired differently. Mm-hmm. But yes, I think every single thing is there for there's something for me to learn out of every single experience in my life, right. and I don't want to miss it. It happens for you, not to you. Happens for me, not to me. Absolutely. Exactly. Now, I know that you use the words confident and balance. Yes. And when when we're talking about caregiving, and those are two words that we don't often hear when one talks about caregiving. Let's talk about that a little bit. The words that people will often use with caregiving are frustrated, overwhelmed, frightened, angry, Absolutely. sad guilty. And those are not words that really move us forward. They're also words that can stop us. Oh, I feel so guilty about that. Well, then you feel guilty, but you don't do anything about it. Mm -hmm. Where I am sharing information for people is so that they don't know the answers. They don't know the questions to even ask to get answers for. I'm sharing things with them to give them answers to questions they may not have even known to ask. And this is a reference point Mm -hmm. for them. They can take everything that I've shared and take it to the next level or explore it some more for them. But it allows them to have more of a framework or feel more confident that if they don't know what it is they don't know, mm-hmm. there's some place for them to go, someone who already has journeyed on it, who can help them. 
And then when something hits them where it would normally throw you way off balance, and I talk in the beginning of the mm-hmm. journey about it being like an emotional roller coaster, and I was often blindfolded. I'm going along, and all of a sudden, everything is just upside down. And there's your fear. There's the scared emotion. Fear, anger, all those things. And so what I created in the program that I've created and what I always talk about is to have ways for people not to have to feel frustrated, overwhelmed, and frightened, to have answers so that they can Mm -hmm. feel more confident and can stay more balanced in their journey. Because when you're off balance, it's hard to make wise choices and to see clearly what's going on in the moment. Right. Because you're not just caregiving for that individual or individuals, but you also have to care for your family. And yourself. And yourself. Because, okay, let's talk about that for a second. Because a lot of times I can imagine that as a caregiver, you neglect yourself. You don't get the me time. You don't get the self-care, right? Yes. What are your thoughts on that? Self-care is not selfish. Self-care is Mm self-love. There is a reason that this saying is so overused, which is when you're in an airplane, you put the oxygen Mm -hmm. on yourself first. We naturally, and especially women, we're naturally nurturers. We're naturally Mm -hmm. givers. And so, and I know that I did this in many of my early journeys, we shave off a little of this and a little of that and a little of this and a little of that and a little more and a little more mm-hmm. to care for someone else. We don't necessarily know when that time is coming when we don't have anything else to shave off. Self-care is intentionally caring for ourselves, practicing radical self-love, looking at what that means. And I literally started making a list of what could I do if I had one minute, if I had two minutes, if I had five minutes, if I had 10 minutes, how can I practice something that will ground me, that'll center me, that'll do something to get me back and taking care of myself. And then I also on the self-love part, Rick recognized that sometimes I can't see it in Mm -hmm. myself and I got an accountability partner. That's great. And the one minute, two minute, three minute thing that breaks it down into doable portions. Exactly. If, if I just have one minute, what would I do? Mm-hmm. And when you're intentional about it, a lot of times one minute is all you need. It's just that I need to separate myself from this just for a moment. I'm going to close my eyes. I'm going to take a deep breath. I'm going to think about something that calms me. Mm-hmm. I'm going to remind myself I'm doing the very best I can. And then I'm going to move back into what I was doing. And that's great lesson in life, right? That's that's caregiving for ourselves because uh, you can be in a situation where you're frustrated or you're angry about anything, and go, wait a second, I need a time. I need to give myself a timeout over here. <laughs> I, I, I'm giving myself so many of the lessons that I learned as a caregiver have transferred to all the rest of my life, and I really am grateful. I mean, I'm not grateful for the fact that that someone I was caring for had a diagnosis Mm -hmm. that was very challenging. I'm grateful for the lessons I learned about myself and the things that have helped me in this area to be able to transfer to all the areas of my life. That's beautifully said. Is your closet overflowing? Or maybe your kids' closets are as well. Or maybe you just want to redecorate your home. If you're wondering what to do with all that stuff that you've accumulated, bring it all to True Fashionistas or even ship it to them for free and they'll sell your unwanted items for you. They take away all the hassle by doing all the work and all you have to do is sit back and collect your money. You can reach out to them online at truefashionistas.com. Come into the store or check them out on Facebook or Instagram and that is truefashionistas.com. Welcome back, friends. We are in studio with Sue Ryan, and we are talking about her 
care, the caregiver's journey, which is a, a course that you've created. And I'm so intrigued by it because you're not, we've talked about things that you learn along the way and, and how you can take some of the things that you're teaching in your course and, and apply them in regular situations outside of caregiving. Yes. The caregiver's journey focuses on recognizing how to have a better journey for yourself as a caregiver, as well as for your care receiver and those around them. And yet so many of the life lessons that I've learned that have supported me on my caregiving journey have made it much easier for me to live the rest of my life in all the other Mm -hmm. areas. And things that used to bother me don't. And focusing on the things that are the most important do, I'm Mm -hmm. able to do that so much more easily now in the rest of my life. That is so awesome. Now, I know you talk about a huge component of this is massive acceptance and radical presence. Yes. How do you define it and where did that originate from? What what does that mean? Thank you for asking that question. <laughs> I appreciate it. <clears throat> massive acceptance and radical presence actually came when I was reviewing an experience with my dad. He had a type of dementia and I felt like I had really underserved the experience. I had been present to the fact that, you know, he had dementia. Mm-hmm. I accepted that. And I was present to what he was doing. And yet I hadn't massively accepted. I wasn't radically present. I was trying to get my dad to do something. I won't go into the story. It's uh, There are places you could find it. But anyway, I was trying to get him to do something based on what he had taught me my whole life. Mm-hmm. And I wasn't so present that I was like, well, he doesn't have access to that anymore. So what I came up with is it's not just being present. It's not just accepting. It's massive acceptance. Massive acceptance is accepting 100% exactly what is in this moment. Okay. You don't have to like it. Mm -hmm. You don't have to agree with it. You don't have to understand it. It's you're accepting it without judgment. And when you can massively accept this is what is, Mm -hmm. then you're able to stay radically fully present in the moment. And when you're radically present in the moment, you're not going back and trying to wish that it was the way that it had been. You're also not fortune telling into the future. It's what do we have access to in this moment? Mm -hmm. And what it allows you to do is to make the wisest choice. If it's a challenging situation, it's almost like time slows down. Mm -hmm. And yet one of the greatest gifts of massive acceptance and radical presence are you see beauty in the even teeny Mm -hmm. tiniest moments. And I've uh, taken that to the every other area of my life and it makes life easier. That is such, that was beautifully said. Thank you. And, you know, there was this book that I, this series of books that I've read a long time ago called The Four Agreements, Mm -hmm. Don Miguel Ruiz, and he has several books, but it talks about being present Mm -hmm. and how you are laying this out, how you are saying in order to be 100% present, you have to accept what is happening right now. I could have the worst thing happen to me right now. I don't know why it happened, but it, it happened. So, okay, I can't change it. I can't go back in time. Right. right. So I'm here. Now what? Now what? Right? And when you do that and you're able to stay absolutely focused on exactly what is, you and and when you're not, and this is especially important when you're not looking at it through judgment. Oh, why did this have mm-hmm, to happen to me? Right. Or I didn't have time for this. Or this isn't fair. When you don't have any of that clouding you, it's just this is what it is. Mm-hmm. And now, what do I do about it? It opens you up to being able to say, I don't have the answer. I, I, I don't have to even feel like I should be the person mm-hmm. 
gets rid of all those shoulds, well, who yes. should have the answer, I should be able to mm-hmm. do this. So you can reach out and get the help you need. Right. And you don't have to be responsible for everything. It's just a whole lot easier for you to live your life mm-hmm. and to know what to do in the moment. Right. Again, it's something that spills over, not just in a caregiver, but Mm -mm. for the rest of your life in all the areas, because if you can live like that, what a beautiful life you'll have. It makes it, uh, you have the expression, don't sweat the small stuff. Exactly. But you don't. Right. And that becomes a trite statement. But when you put it like, like you just said, the, the massive acceptance and radical presence and explain it like that, then it, 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 you understand it. And it also gives you the gift of what is there here for me to learn? Mm-hmm. If if you have the perspective, as I do, that every single experience happens with something for you to learn, mm-hmm. then it opens you up for that. And without judgment, you have the opportunity to learn what the lesson actually is. And you can also say, you know what, I'm just going to put this on the shelf because I don't have an answer for it now. I don't understand it. And I don't know about you, but I know that there have been there's been something that's come Years later, and all Mm -hmm. of a sudden, I'm like, that's what that was for. Exactly. Now, my next question I have for you, I feel like we maybe already have answered it, but maybe not. I'm going to let that be up to you. Okay. (laughs) What is one tip from your caregiver's journey that is relevant for people and and that helps them in other parts of their life that are not currently caregiving, but we're just carrying on our daily life? Sure. I won't say massive acceptance and radical presence because we did already talk (laughs) Mm -hmm. about it. However, I would say that. The other thing that has been incredibly powerful and valuable for me is meet people where they're at. Mm -hmm. And when I talk about it in the caregiving community, it's meet them where they're at, not with the diagnosis. And when it's in the real world Mm -hmm. of non-caregiving, it's meet people where they are in the moment, moment, not through their story, not through anything else, but meet them where they're at. And I'll give you an example through the caregiving experience. My husband, uh, we're in our 11th year with his journey uh, with the, the... diagnosis of Alzheimer's mm-hmm. disease. And what people might say is he's in the late stages of Alzheimer's. If I were to look at him through that, I would be looking at everything he did to try to fit him into a stage of the disease. Mm-hmm. I don't do that. I walk into the room where he's at and I look at him and I love on him. And I, you know, I see if his eyes will open today. I see mm-hmm. if he can communicate today. I already know he's got Alzheimer's mm-hmm. disease. Right. I look at meet him where he's at. When I go in to meet anyone and you and I have been in a, mm-hmm. in, a, in a program where we're meeting a lot of new people. Mm-hmm. I meet that person exactly where they're at, not based on any stories I've heard, not based on anything other than there's a person in front of me who I want to learn from. Mm-hmm. And I allow it instead of trying to force it or instead of trying to fit it into something else, I allow it to become what it's meant to be. And that's a great lesson. Great lesson. It, it, uh, I, it carries carries over everywhere. It carries over everywhere. Mm-hmm. I love that. Makes life a lot easier. Too. It sure does. It sure does because you you shed all of those preconceived notions and and like you said, stories that you may have heard. Exactly. It's all set aside. And stories usually are filled with judgment. Absolutely. And the person telling them either wants that person to be the mm-hmm. victim or the hero. And as my husband used to say, the truth is in the middle. When you look at something without judgment, you're in the middle. Right. Do you think that's one of the the one of the lessons that you've learned as your role as a caregiver that's really the number one thing that's ever that's spilled over into the rest of your life? I would say it's number two. Massive acceptance and radical presence are definitely number one. It's changed everything in my life. Yeah, I can see how. 
I mean, you are a, an amazing individual. I, I have oh, to say, I, you. I, you know, from the moment I met you <laughs> to this day on this podcast, you are, you cheat, you guys, if you ever have the chance to meet Sue, you can just feel this really warm uh, glow, this presence coming from her. Oh, well, thank you. And, and I, I think it comes through in the podcast. You're just ge- very genuine. That's who I am. I'm just me. <laughs> I'm just me. I'm just me. You can take it or leave it, but I'm just me. <laughs> so, Sue, if our listeners want to get a hold of the caregiver's journey, yes. they want to get in touch with you, yes. how can they do this? The easiest way on my website is sueryan.solutions. Okay. And then my email is sue at sueryan.solutions. Fabulous. And that's where your course will live. Yep. And they can reach out to you for anything. And you, you've written a myriad of books. I have. So I've, you can see all of that on I'm there as well. I'm a speaker and a coach and an author and an educator. I am passionate. My Kind of my tagline is helping people become their greatest, leading themselves and others. And I do that outside of the caregiving space. And then I also do that in the caregiving community. You sure do. You absolutely do. <laughs> Thank you so much for being on today, Sue. Thank you for inviting me to be on. I appreciate it. And thank you to everyone today for listening, my friends, and every week here on The Fashionista Life, brought to you by True Fashionistas. If you want a deeper dive, head to my website, thefashionistalife.com, to sign up for my weekly newsletters, where we take a deeper dive each week into a new topic. Have a fabulous day. Thanks so much for tuning in to this episode of The Fashionista Life. If you're enjoying the show, please feel free to rate, subscribe, and leave a review. That helps others find the show, and we really appreciate it. Thanks again for tuning in, and we'll catch you in the next episode of The Fashionista Life.